you feel stuck, caught up in the status quo of what most people experience, even in the church world, even in the Christian world? What if I told you that you're not meant for that and that God may be waiting, even looking for you to advance with an audacious faith initiative? Hello there, friend. This is Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is a Godspeed episode. You can see all of the Godspeed episodes, which are tight, punchy, short episodes at jesusmart.com slash Godspeed. I think this is the 10th Godspeed episode. You're listening to episode number 85 overall. My name is Brian Del Turco. There are precedents and patterns in the scriptures, experiences of faith people who have preceded us that find their ultimate fulfillment in Christ followers today. In the age of the Holy Spirit, the church age, in 1 Samuel chapter 14, we see one of these dynamic, audacious, outrageous experiences, even ridiculous, Jonathan and his armor bearer. And these things were written for our admonition, for our instruction, the New Testament says, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. We are near that horizon, really the greatest inflection point, it can be argued, in human history, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the millennium to come, and then the new the new world to come, the new heavens and the new earth. But we are born again, and we can live now in the light of those powers, the powers of the age to come. Hebrews 6.5, the Israeli army, really a small part of the Israeli army, King Saul and about 600 men were encamped against the Philistines. And there was this Philistine garrison, 1 Samuel 14. You can read about the entire account there. I really encourage that, 1 Samuel 14. And Jonathan and and this young man, this armor bearer, are in the encampment with Saul and these other approximately 600 soldiers. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, come, let us go over to the Philistines garrison that is on the other side. And it's going to be mind blowing what happens there. But before we say that, listen to this, to be a Hebrew, Hebrew meant one who crossed over. They believe the meaning was to pass over or to traverse to undergo something. Abraham was first referred to as a Hebrew in Genesis 14, the first time the word Hebrew is used in the Bible. In Christ, that DNA is in us at an exponential level, potentially. We have the power to undergo great exploits of faith, to cross over into new territory. And Jonathan and this armor bearer, they go up to this Philistine garrison. It's an elevated a stronghold, if you will. And it was just ridiculous what they're about to do. You know, I looked up the word ridiculous. And of course, I'm not referring to those parts of the definition that mean like insane or one who needs to be, you know, treated for insanity or something like that. But ridiculous can also mean irrational or illogical, unreasonable, outrageous, shocking, astonishing, monstrous, I like that word, to try something for the Lord that's actually monstrous, unbelievable, incredible, 
and unthinkable. Well, you know, Paul did promise in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God is able to do things that are beyond all that we ask or think, according to his power that works within us. Well, Jonathan and this armor bearer, they, they leave the camp behind and they go out through this deep, rugged ravine. Uh, when you really study that passage just a little bit, you'll understand that the topography there, it, it was uh, sharp, craggy rocks on either side. A deep, rugged ravine was separating the encampments. In other words, it was a very improbable route. In common sense, you would not choose this route to attack the Philistine garrison. They come to this place, and Jonathan says to his armor bearer, let's go over, perhaps, or maybe the Lord will act on our behalf. And here's the big challenge. Perhaps at time, we need to step out with faith initiatives that are so audacious. And we're, it's not like Gideon. You know, Gideon is encountered by an angel, and then Gideon has to put out a fleece two or three times to reconfirm what God was saying. They actually take the initiative and say, perhaps God will act on our behalf. It's amazing. And I, th- I think, I feel that there are those times in our own spiritual journey, in our own kingdom development, and as we seek to bring our kingdom contribution to the table, that we have to take initiative at times. God, we think you're in this. Perhaps the Lord will, will, will operate on our behalf, will act on our behalf. There's something in us that, that feels that, that, that God is waiting for us to do an exploit. And Jonathan, here's the pattern and the precedent. He steps out. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. They come up through this, this rugged route, very improbable in the natural. And their attitude was, look, these guys are Philistines. They don't have a covenant with God. We do. And we, we need to understand that when we are in covenant, odds do not apply, okay? And the Bible teaches, even in the Old Testament, that one shall put a thousand to flight, two shall put 10,000 to flight. If we were to carry that out, three would put a hundred thousand to flight, four would put a million to flight. There is exponential potential available. And the outcome of this faith initiative and these Philistines, they, first they say, come up here and we'll teach you a thing or two. In the Hebrew, it's like, bring it. We're going to kill you. Come on up here. If you're gonna... And it says they climbed up on their hands and their knees up this elevated, rocky terrain to get to this stronghold. And they killed about 20 men. Jonathan and his armor bearer, the two of them, killed about 20 Philistines. And if you read the account in 1 Samuel 14, it goes on to say that the terror of the Lord filled the Philistine encampment. There was great confusion in the encampment, and they actually picked up their swords and started killing each other, and the earth shook. There was a literal earthquake. In Scripture, many times when you see an earthquake, it is the presence of God touching down on the earth in a manifested way through a faith exploit. Think of Jericho. Think of other examples. The earth itself was was quaking. The Philistines' hearts were quaking. They were killing each other. And the rest of the 600 men and Saul, they began to see that the Philistines were melting away, that there was a great noise in the camp, a great confusion, and they began to pursue the Philistines. 
And there really was a great victory for the Israeli army that day in a great measure, not a complete measure. If you read the, I won't touch on it now, but if you read the whole account in chapter 14, you'll understand that they could have had a greater victory if Saul wasn't such, so undiscerning and so ignorant in some of the decisions he, decisions he made. But there was a great measure of victory. And, and here's the point. There may be times, my friend, where the Lord is waiting for you to leave the encampment, if you will, to leave all of those around you, maybe step out with another faith person or two, a kingdom cluster, and do an exploit, take initiative. Maybe God will act on my behalf. Understand this too. Jonathan was a person of great integrity. If you look at the life of Jonathan and his relationship with David, and he was the son of Saul. He was the natural successor to Saul's kingdom, but he understood that the kingdom was going to go to David. He developed a very loyal, love-based relationship with David, and he had great character, great development in his nature. And see, private character and private consecration, many times the what looks to us like an overnight success or a great flash of public victory and faith is an inflection point in a longer process. Behind it is character development, prayer, worship, development in the Word of God. You know, other smaller victories may be leading up to a greater victory. It looks like an overnight success, but it's actually on the longer end of a process of consecration and development. And so we can be motivated to now begin to gain the victory privately, begin to gain the victory in smaller ways, realizing that bigger things are coming. That's how it works. It's like an athlete, a professional athlete getting on the field of competition. If he doesn't train, if he doesn't do the private things, if he's not, if he or she is not in the gym, if they're not running, if they're not being coached up, see... The victory is on the longer end of a process of training and development, but the point is nonetheless the same. There may be these inflection points where the Lord is asking you to step out with outrageous, ridiculous faith initiative and do an exploit. It's going to pull others into the victory. The Israeli army came into the victory in a measure and also killed further Philistines and routed the enemy. Here's the question. In what way can you advance with an audacious faith initiative. What do you sense either right now or on the near horizon, a curious invitation to an audacious, ridiculous faith initiative? I'm not talking about presumption. I'm not talking about the lack of character and training and development in private, but by faith, in what way can you take a quantum step forward with an audacious faith initiative? Don't be so tentative. Don't be so long-suffering, so much so that you wait so long or too long or never get to those faith exploits. You see what I'm saying? Well, I appreciate you, friend. And uh, can I just pray for you for 30 seconds and myself? Father, we agree together for ourselves that you would infuse into us a mighty spirit of faith and courage, much like Jonathan and his armor-bearer exercise, but now actually fulfilled and brought to even a higher level in Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We thank you for the Lion of Judah, the courage, and the audaciousness, and the brazenness of faith that's available. And may it pull others, may it be a model, may it pull others into a victory on a larger scale. Thank you, Lord. 
we believe and receive it. Amen. I appreciate you, friend. This is episode 85. To learn more about the podcast, go to JesusSmart.com and to look at the now 10 Godspeed episodes all on one page, JesusSmart.com slash Godspeed. Godspeed.